time with me, Matthew chapter number 6, Matthew chapter 6, and you say, Pastor, we're not, we're not in February anymore, and so we shouldn't be in stewardship, uh, and so uh, Matthew chapter 6, and a very familiar verse, especially this time of year, and so uh, I think you will be uh, helped tonight, that's what I'm looking forward to is all of us being helped. Matthew chapter 6, one verse, verse number 33. Uh, Many of us could quote this verse. Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. And let's uh, say this verse together. You ready? But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Here as we look at this passage, and I knew the kids are going to be in here tonight. You know, as we look at it, there is something here for all of us, whether you're the youngest four-year-old that's here or uh, the oldest senior saint. Uh, Whether you have been saved for a short period of time or whether you have been saved for decades I believe tonight this is an area that will apply to every one of us. But we have to be the one to allow it to apply. You know, there are a lot of things that God in his sovereignty is going to do with or without our help. God's a sovereign God. He's an all-powerful God. There are things that are going to be in your life because of his sovereignty. No matter what decisions we make. But, there are a lot of things that are dependent on our responses. And so tonight as we look at this and uh, this passage of scripture, I believe that all of us uh, will be helped. And tonight I want to speak to you on the subject Surrendering to the Savior. Surrendering to the Savior. Everybody look right over there. There's a word. As we are knowing Him and making Him known, that that word surrender is huge. For us to know Him, we have got to surrender ourselves to him. And so I, I believe we'll all be helped tonight. And let's pray together. Father, I pray that you would use uh, this message in the hearts of your people. Uh, help all of us, those that are here, those that are online. Uh, may each of us be strengthened in our faith today. Uh, each one of us have different needs. And when we look at the children and uh, all of the opportunities that are before them, seemingly a whole life. Uh, ahead of them to serve you. Uh, I pray that you would help them to get a hold of this truth about surrender. For those that have have been saved and uh, Lord, they are living their life and endeavoring to follow you. I pray that you would help us continue this journey uh, of our uh, following you and being a follower, a disciple of Christ. So no matter where we're at tonight, I pray that you would just help us, grow us, mature us, please. For Christ's sake we pray, amen. You can be seated. 
So here, when we look at uh, this, this uh, passage, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, and all these things are what ye shall eat and what ye shall drink, and wherewithal shall ye be clothed. Uh, we, we know that there is, he's talking about material things, and, but, but the, the whole focus here is about seeking him first. And if that is going to be a, the case that we are going to seek him, uh, then and we're going to seek his kingdom first, then there are some things that we've got to do. There are some things that we've got to learn. And uh, so uh, he said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God. So, so that means that there's a kingdom that we need to be endeavoring to to be a part of, being a part of a kingdom that we should be uh, expanding, growing, uh, falling into his, his kingdom, uh, following into his way. So uh, there's his kingdom, but there's also our kingdom, isn't there? There's our kingdom. We have desires of what our life should be. What we want our life to look like. What we endeavor, we dream about uh, what life is going to be. And, and you know, uh, the older I get, the more I look back and think, man, it was, it was a uh, make-believe ideology that I had about life. Not that life is not good and God has blessed us in so many ways, but it didn't turn out quite how I thought it was going to turn out. It hasn't materialized in many ways the way I sort of envisioned it would. And, and there are so many blessings. But sometimes what we think the, that life is about, we find out later that really what, that wasn't about my, what my life was about. And so uh, here we look at this and we see that there's two kingdoms. There's his kingdom, but there's our kingdom. Now, let me tell you, Satan doesn't care if you follow his kingdom. He just doesn't want you to follow God's kingdom. And he is all for you following your kingdom. If he could get us to do what we want to do, it will, it will overshadow what God wants us to do. God does, or Satan doesn't really care what you do as long as you're not following Christ. And if he can get you to just go a different direction, not even a sinful direction, if he can get you to do something that is outside following the Lord Jesus Christ, and he is happy. So here we have to realize that there is a kingdom that we should be uh, following. He said that we are to seek first the kingdom of God. So, uh, so surrender then is dealing with self. Surrender is a conscious decision. It's not a byproduct of anything. Surrender is a conscious choice. It's a prerequisite 
of seeking him first. Because if we don't surrender to him, we won't seek him first. That surrender comes first. So I want you to see several things tonight. Number one, surrender seeks the Lord's kingdom first. Surrender seeks the Lord's kingdom first. That means that we put our thoughts on, on hold. We, we step back with our desires and our plans and our goals, and we say, Lord, what would you want me to do with my life? And, and let me tell you tonight, there is nothing better that you could do than exactly what God wants you to do. There is nothing that you could dream of, your dream job, your dream uh, opportunities, your dream uh, aspirations. There is nothing greater that would bring greater fulfillment and joy and satisfaction in your life than fulfilling God's will for your life. So, so with that, when we, when we talk about surrender, it's not giving anything up. It really is setting ourselves up to gain everything. So here as we look at this, surrender seeks the Lord's kingdom first. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Now, the Lord's kingdom is about the eternal. Now, it's not just heaven Because there's still work to do right here on earth. So his kingdom is not just when we get to heaven. His kingdom, uh, the the service for uh, the kingdom, the seeking the kingdom, uh, it it has to be about what is eternal, not what is about uh, what is temporal. So the Lord's kingdom expansion is his will. The Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. How does his kingdom grow? How does your family grow? There's new life added. How does does his kingdom grow? There's new life. There are new members of the family that are added. And so the Lord's kingdom uh, is uh, his ex- the expansion of his kingdom, reaching uh, people with the gospel. Uh, and here uh, he tells us uh, to seek him first. Now, we would not be instructed to seek his kingdom first if it was not a priority. So let me ask you a question. Is it a priority? You see, surrender... Seeking the Lord's kingdom, I'm going to have to surrender my will, my desires, my goals, my plans, uh, and, see, and set them aside and then seek him first. Now, when we do that, it doesn't mean that we don't get to enjoy life. God is such a wonderful heavenly father. He blesses us in so many ways. And he has so much prepared for us. But seeking our kingdom, though, is not a priority. It's not about us growing our kingdom. It's about us seeking his kingdom. 
So our promotion, our satisfaction, our fulfillment, our personal desires, we have got to surrender those. So if I can surrender them, then I am available to seek his kingdom. But if I'm caught up with my kingdom, I'm not seeking his. So what is this kingdom? It's eternally based. It's mission-minded. It's focused and controlled by his will. Uh, So if we are seeking his kingdom, then we are submitting ourselves to what he has willed us to do, what he has revealed for us to do. So we're just following the directives uh, of the Lord in our life. Uh, It's focused and controlled by his will. The salvation of souls, the sanctification of the believers, uh, the service of the saints. Sounds like the church. And, and what is it? He is using his church to accomplish uh, the expansion of his kingdom. Uh, and you and I, we need to be a part of that. And you are a part of that. You're in church and you're serving the Lord. And, uh, and that, is, uh, that is what we are supposed to be doing but sur- and surrendering uh, ourselves. So the believers whose focus is on following the Savior, uh, their, their life will be a revolving around the expansion of his kingdom, uh, kingdom-mindedness there. And so, first of all, number one, surrender seeks the Lord's kingdom first. Number two, surrender is self-denial. Surrender is self-denial. Now go to Luke chapter number nine. Luke chapter number nine. Luke chapter 9 and verse 23. Luke chapter number 9 and verse number 23. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Luke chapter 9, verse 23. The Bible says, And he said unto them all, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. For what is a man advantaged if he gain the whole world and lose himself or be cast away? For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and of my words, of him shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he shall come in his own glory and in his fathers and of the holy angels. What do we find here? Uh, We find that if a man is going to come after him, that he is going to deny himself. Surrender is self-denial. Men's Bible study this week, we were talking about studying about fasting. What what is fasting? It is self-denial. It is denying yourself of things that you crave and or need. And you deny yourself of that to show the Lord that you want his attention in your life. You want to surrender yourself to him. And so surrender, it is self-denial. So coming after Christ, he said, he said that uh, if any man will come after me, so coming after Christ requires 
self-denial. That, mean, that means if any man will come, that's a decision. If we're going to follow the Lord, that's a decision, isn't it? But the Lord said, if you are going to follow me, deny yourself. If you are going to be the follower that I want you to be, deny yourself. Deny your aspirations, uh, your plans, your wills, your goals. Now, God, as I said before, God lets us do a lot of things that we want to do. Uh, when, when, uh, uh, when I was, uh, before I was uh, going into the ministry and uh, before I felt the call of God on my life to be uh, in the ministry, uh, there were several things that I wanted to do. One of them was, uh, I was going to go into the military and be an airborne ranger. And so, I want to be an airborne ranger. I want to live life full of danger. And it was exciting. We had the airborne uh, battalion up there at Fort Lewis. A uh, bunch of guys in the, uh, in the church from there, in the Green Beret. And uh, so they would take us teenagers out uh, repelling, uh, rock climbing, repelling. Uh, we would go down off a 200-foot cliffs and back up to that cliff and just sit back, hang on to that, and just zip zip down the side of a cliff. Then they taught us how to go Australian style. Australian style is one hand, the rope over your shoulder, and you, you take that rope, and then you step off one hand face first down the face of the cliff. You talk about cool, that is cool. So much fun. And not everybody did that. I did. I was excited about that. That was that was so cool. Uh, and so uh, I thought, okay, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna live, I'm gonna do something cool. That would be it. Uh, the other side, I started hearing about these guys that were air traffic control, and they made bank. And I was like, okay, well, it's either gonna be cool. Or I'm going to be wealthy. I'm going to be rich. One of the two. Uh, And so uh, those were some things. And I thought, okay, uh, I'd like to do those things. Uh, But uh, I wanted to be a mechanic. I always enjoyed working on cars. I thought, man, I'd like to be a mechanic. Uh, I thought about being a welder. I wanted to be a welder. Uh, And when I was in Bible college, I ended up having both of those jobs, uh, being a mechanic and a welder. And so I got to enjoy some of those things. Uh, But you know, when we serve the Lord, we don't have to give anything up. I mean, it is just a win. God is so good to us, allowing us to serve Him. But coming after Him, it does require self-denial. If any man will come, He says, let him. It's a choice. It's a decision that we have to make. It's not forced. The Lord doesn't force anybody to serve him. But he does put it out. And he will let any of us serve him. That's pretty awesome. I mean, I can look around and see some people and I say, I can see why the Lord would use them. But it's pretty awesome to see that God will use me. And the Lord wants to use you. He said, if any man will, let him deny himself. So surrender then is self-denial. Thirdly, surrender requires 
sacrifice. He will ask you to give something up. Not just sinful things. He will ask you to give up some things that you want to do. And he wants you to look at that and realize, Lord, I want you more than what I want in my own life. You know, there isn't anything that I would not do for Deb. I can't think of anything. It's within the bounds of right. I'd do anything for her. I'll do anything for my Savior. I don't want there to be anything in my life that I would say, well, Lord, you know, I want to serve you, but I want to do this. I don't want there to be any other thing that is there that would cause me not to serve the Savior. And, and here when we look at the disciples, the disciples when they followed, they forsook all and they followed. Now, he's not calling all of us to be apostles. He's not calling all of us uh, to forsake all, but he is wanting us to follow him. And in our following him, he wants us to be willing to give up some of what we want and, and willingly do that uh, to follow him. Uh, he said, uh, let him take up his cross. There are some things that we will face in serving the Lord that is going to require some persecution. You know, taking up his cross, that is, that's talking about being a martyr. That was, that was the greatest level of persecution. He said, if any man will follow, he said, uh, let him take, let, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow, take up his cross daily and follow me. So that taking up the cross, and it was a daily taking up of the cross. So surrender, it is a sacrifice, but it's a daily sacrifice. I wish it would just be a decision that we made once. And then it was just smooth sailing from there. It doesn't work that way, does it? Sometimes you wake up and you're just excited, serve the Lord, thankful that you're saved, everything's good. Other days you wake up and it's not that way. And it's not that God's not good. And it's not that you don't want to serve Him. But you have to consciously make a decision. Lord, you're good. I love you. And today I'm going to serve you. I, today I am going to follow you. Whether I feel it or I don't feel it. And here it's a decision. It requires sacrifice. Uh, Matthew chapter 16. Go there quickly. Matthew 16. I've got 43 more points, so you've got to hurry. Uh, Matthew chapter 16. Uh, let's look at uh, verse 21. Matthew 16 verse 21. He said, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples 
how that he must go uh, unto Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be done unto thee. But he turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan, thou art an offense unto me. For thou savorest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. Then said Jesus unto his disciples, If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. And whosoever will save his life shall lose it. And whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. Uh, what was the Lord doing? He was following the Father's will. And here Peter was saying... Lord, that's not going to happen. We're not going to let this happen. You know, there are good people that love you that will step in between you and serving God if you let them. There are people that love you that just don't get it. It doesn't mean they're bad people. They just don't understand. But we need to understand. Can you imagine being Peter? Lord, we're not going to let anything happen to you. Remember, I got my sword. <laughs> and anybody who comes, I'm cutting off the ear. I'm going to aim down the middle, but I'm a fisherman and not a swordsman. And so uh, he ends up cutting the ear off instead of splitting him in two. And here we... We see Peter, I, Peter's not trying to, trying to get, a, get the Lord not to follow the Father's plan. He's just showing he loves the Savior. Doesn't want anything to happen to him. And the Lord understood, though, big picture. You know, when people sometimes try to dissuade us from following the Lord... You know what we need to think about? Get thee behind me, Satan. Peter wasn't Satan. But Peter was stepping in and he was going to be a tool to stop the Lord Father's will from being done. And that's why the Lord rebuked him. We need to realize that there's a battle to dissuade us from following the Savior. And we can't let anybody dissuade us. People we love, people we hate. You don't hate anybody because you're a good Christian. But whoever it is, we've got to make sure that we don't let anybody influence us to go a different direction than following the Lord. He said, for whosoever will, shall save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it. And so nobody was going to get in the way of the Lord following the Father's plan. Not family, not friends, not followers. And Peter was rebuked. Peter was harshly uh, rebuked by the Lord. Uh, notice Peter's desires were based on the temporal, not the eternal. And we've got to be able to see that. 
Fourthly, surrender is daily. Surrender is daily. He said, if any man might, Luke 9, 23, said unto them all, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. It's daily. You know, daily we have to decide that we're going to follow the Lord. We just got to surrender ourselves to his will in our life. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding, and all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You see, we want to prove God's will, not our own will. We want to follow Him, and it takes surrender. Not our will being done, but God's wills. How many were wondering when I was going to get to this? All right, some of you can't see. All right, so we're going to look at this, and this water is going to represent, it's going to represent our will. And here, as we think about our will in our life, too many Christians allow their will to fill their life. And then, on top of that now, they decide, well, I do want God's will. And so the water represents man's will, but these marbles represent God's will. And we fill our life with our will, and then we come back and say, you know, I want to add some of God's will to my life. But what happens? It makes a mess. You know, we think that if I add God's will, I can't have my will. But the reality is, it's just the opposite. The more we allow God's will to be in our life, and then we let his, his will fill our life. What we find is there's a whole lot of room for our will. There's a whole lot of room for us to be able to enjoy what we want. And when we follow his will first, what we find is it's not a mess. When we have it reversed, it's a mess. You try to add God to your life, and it doesn't work. But you allow God to have control. He lets you add a whole lot back in. And the result is a life that is not a mess. 
you know, we need to make sure that we are surrendering ourselves to him. Why? So he can fill our life up. And as he fills our life up, then what we get to enjoy is all kinds of blessings of things that he, he allows us to do. Surrender does not mean that you can't enjoy life. And when the Christian, the child of God, surrenders their life to God and puts his will into their life and allows his will to be first, seek ye first the kingdom of God, all these things shall be added. There's so much that gets poured in. And when it's poured in, it's not disruptive. It's not a mess. It's just a blessing. Surrender. Surrendering to the Savior. You know, Christian, we all need to surrender. We all need to surrender. We need to be surrendered to Him. Father, I pray that you'd help all of us tonight. And Lord, I don't know what it is that you put your finger on in our lives, but I do pray that, Lord, we have listened and that the Spirit of God has spoken to us and pointed some things out in our own life. And I pray that you would help us, Lord, to seek you first and to allow your will uh, to be supreme in our life. And as we follow you, we pray that you would help us to be able to honor you and glorify you with the life you have given to us. And so I pray that you just bless each person here tonight and bless this invitation. Speak to hearts, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen.